Today's daf is Nazir daf Memhei, and we are ten lines from the bottom of daf Mem Dalid Amid Beis Amar Abaya. Today's daf is being learned. Le'ilu Nishmas Reb Chaim Ben Rav Yechiel Alter Halevi. So, at the end of yesterday's daf, we learned a new Mishnah which discusses the halachos related to the Nazir Tame. Specifically, the idea that the Nazar Tameh, in addition to becoming Tahar, had to follow specific rituals before he was able to resume his Naziris. Number one, he had to do a Teglachas, what's known as the Teglachas of Tumah. Number two, he had to bring three Karbanos. He had to bring a Karban Asham, a Chatos Ha'oif, and an Oivas Ha'oif. The Pasuk says that the Teglachas was done on the seventh day from when he became Tameh. The Karbanos were brought on the eighth day. Today's daf is going to discuss a halacha related to this idea, but it begins with a little bit of an introduction and with a little bit of a digression, I should say, and as a result, it requires a little bit of an introduction. So, Whenever we learn a sugya related to Tumah Vataira, we give the disclaimer that is, not all Tumah was created equally. So when you learn sugyas of Tumah, depending on what type of Tumah you're dealing with, that's going to determine and to dictate what the laws of that Tumah is going to be. One thing that all Tumah has in common is that there's an idea of Shiluach Machana, meaning every person that's Tumah is going to be subject to a law that's going to say that because you're Tameh, you can't be here. Now, where here is, is totally really in what type of Tumah this person has contracted. So we know that the Eretz Yisrael and the Makam HaMikdash was divided into three Machnois. There was Machne Shechina, there was Machne Levia, and there was Machne Yisrael. Machne Shechina was the Beis HaMikdash, specifically from the Azara closer into the Kodesh HaKadosh. Machne Levia was the Harabayis and the parts of the Beis HaMikdash that were not part of Machne Shechina. And Eretz Yisrael was considered Machane Yisrael. As it relates to Tmeim, all Tmeim had to be sent out of Machne Shechina. It was only the Metzora that had to be sent out of Machane Yisrael. As it relates to Machne Levia, there were some Tmeim that were allowed to enter Machne Levia. There were other Tmeim that were not allowed to enter Machne Levia. The beginning of today's daf is going to discuss the Zav. The Zav is a Tome, and he was someone that had to be sent out of Machna Leviyah. So the Zav was allowed to enter Machna Yisrael, which was Yerushalayim. He was not allowed to, however, enter Machna Leviyah, and certainly he was not allowed to enter Machna Shechina. Now, just to refresh a little bit the basic halachas of Azov. So, Azov is a man who had a, a discharge, something similar to carry, but it's not mamish the same thing. The halacha is that if Azov would be Roya Ria Achas, he would have one discharge, he's treated like a Balkari, which means he's Tomei for one day, he has to go to the mikvah that day, Herif Shemesh, and then he's going to be Tar. If the Zav would have two Ri'iyos, then he becomes Tomei for seven days. He needs to have Shivan Akim. If he has Shivan Akim, goes to the mikvah, and then at the end of the seventh day, he's going to be tar. If 
Zav has three Riyos, then not only does he have to have Shivanikim in order to become Tar, but he would then on the eighth day have to bring Karbanos. It's only after he brings the Karbanos that he's going to reach his final state of Toma. Our Sugya is going to discuss the Zav Bal Shalosh Riyos. So again, we're talking about a Zav who had three Riyos, which means that he's Tomei, he needs Shivanikim, on the seventh day, he's going to go to the mikvah. This is going to be Harif Shemesh. And then the next morning, he's going to wake up. He's going to bring Karbanos. And then he is going to bring Tahar. And with the mindset of uh, Zav being a Tameh that is Aser, not only to enter Machna Shechina, but also is not allowed to enter Machna Leviya. On that note, Zokta Gemara. Amar Abaya. Abaya said, Ashkachtinu lechavrei de Rav Nosem Bar Hoishio. I met the Chaveirim of Rav Nosem Bar Hoishio, the Yasvin Vikamrin. They were saying over the following price, uh, it's as in the Pasik, Uba Lefne Hashem El Pesach Oyel Moyed Unesonom El Akoy. Now if you look at the broader context, so if you have the Pesukim on the side of your Gemara, it's Kedai to see it inside. It says Vichiter Hazov Mizoivoy Vesofaloy Shivas Yomim Litaharasai. So we're dealing with a Zov who had three Rios. He just counted Shivanikim. Vichibes Begadov Virachatz Besari Bamayim Chayim Vitahir. On the seventh day of a Shivanikim, he is going to go to the mikvah, and then that night, every time someone goes to the mikvah, he has to wait until Herav Shemesh until he becomes Tar. So then he's going to be Tar. On the eighth day, he should bring his Karbanos and he should go and he should hand them over to the Koyhanim. Said the Chaveirim of Rav Nosem the following price. It says, When does he go to the Koyen, it's only if he had already toiled and it was already Herif Shemesh, meaning it's already the eighth day. However, if, however, this Zav had not gone to the mikvah and the sun had not set yet, meaning it's not the eighth day yet, he would not be able to go Al Pesach Oyomoyed. If that's the case, what you see from here is Alma Kosovar must be, said the Chaveirum of Ram Nosem that the Tana the Braisa holds that Tfulyoim Shal Zav Kizav Dami, that the Tfulyoim of a Zav is considered like a Zav, meaning, and just like a Zav is not allowed to go Al Pesach Oyomoyed because it's Machna Leviyah, as we'll see in a minute, so too the Tfulyoim Shal Zav, a Zav who went to the mikvah already on the seventh day, the sun, however, didn't set yet. Thus, he's a Tful Yom Shalzav. He too would not be able to go Al Pesach And if that's the case, you see from here that a Tful Yom Shalzav is going to be treated like a Zav. So again, what's this Braisa? The Braisa said that from the words Uba Lifnei Hashem Al Pesach we see that on the eighth day, the Zav Bal Sholesh Riyos was allowed to go Al Pesach but on the seventh day, he couldn't. Even after he went to the mikvah on the seventh day, he couldn't. Where do you see that? So the way that the Chaveir of Nasim Bar were explaining the Brisa, because it's really not before in the Brisa, but the way they were explaining it was just read the Psukim. The Psukim say, It sounds like up until the eighth day, even the seventh day after the Zav already went to the mikvah, still then, the halach is, he can't go, if that's the case, you see from here that at no point on the seventh day would he be able to go al Pasachal Okay, now, 
El Pesach Hayomayed was Machna Leviyah. How do you know it was Machna Leviyah? Because on the eighth day, when this Zav Balsholish Riyos went to bring his Karbanos, and the Pesach describes that place as being Lefnei Hashem El Pesach Hayomayed, where he was standing was in a place called Shar Niknar. Shar Niknar was one of the gates that you went from the Ezra's Nashim into the Azara, into the Ezra's Yisrael. And that area was part of the Ezra's Nashim, and as a result, it was really Machna Levia. If that's the case, what the Pasuk is saying is, there's no point on the seventh day that a Zav Baal Sholesh Rios would be allowed to enter Machna Levia, which makes sense, because we know a Zav can't enter Machna Levia. The reason it's a little bit of a Chiddush is because you could have thought that once the Zav went to the Mikvah, at that point, even if the sun didn't set yet, but at the same time, maybe then he should be allowed to enter Machna Levia. And the reason is because every Tomei, once he goes to the mikvah, on some level, his Tomei becomes Kolosh. It becomes a little bit weak, even though he's not Tahar until Harav Shemesh, but Abyssal Shvacha the Tomei does become. That Tomei becomes what's known as a Tfulyayim. So you could have thought that although a Zav is not allowed to enter Machna Levia, but maybe a Tfulyayim de Zav is allowed to enter Machna Levia. So said the Chaveirim of Ramlasim Baroshia from the Braisi is not that way. The Braisa is saying that a Masai Hubab is Mancha who Tavav Asa Herav Shemesh, and you see from there Tavav Asa Herav Shemesh in Loi Tavav Asa Herav Shemesh Loi, so that there's no point until the eighth day that this Zav is allowed to go or Pesach Hayomai, which is Shar Nikdom, which is Machna Levia. I. Why can't he go after he toiled before Harav Shemesh? At that point, all he is is a Tfulyayim. Must be a Tfulyayim of a Zav is like a Zav. And just like the Zav himself is not let it go to Machna Leviyah, so too the Tfulyayim Shal Zav is not let it go to the Machna Leviyah either. Either way, so Abaya hears what the Chaveirim of Rav Nassim Bar were saying. And really, it sounds like they were just saying over a Braisa. The Braisa says, And he could only go on uh, the eighth day, which means he needs Herav Shemesh. Until then, he can't go. All it is is Machna Leviya. Oh, because he's a Zav, but he's a Tful Yom. Oh, so you see from here, Tful Yom Shal Zav is Kizav Dami. So Abayah had a problem. And Abayah said, I told the Chaveir of Nasim Arashiyah, if you're Diak, the way you're learning the Braisa is good, meaning how they're learning the Braisa, just read the Psukim. It's only on the eighth day, but it's Mashma up until the eighth day, even if you're a Tful Yom, you wouldn't be able to. So Abayah said, the way you're reading the Braisa, there's another Pasik that Luchura, the Braisa, would have to darshan the same way, and you'll see it can't be. Why not? Because it says by the Nazar Tomei, that's why we're talking about this right now. Dechsev, where the Pasik says, El Akoyin, El Pesach So if you look at the Psukim that talk about the Nazar Tomei, it says almost identical to what it says regarding the Zav. So the Pasuk says, On the eighth day, So it sounds like that it's only from the eighth day forward that the Nazar Tomei is allowed to go al Pesach But until then, he can't. So said Abai, but is that true? Could you make that same diak that the Braiso seems to be making regarding the Zav with regards to the Nazar Tameh, and you're going to tell me, a Masai Hubab is Mancha Tavav Asa Herav Shemesh? It can't be. Why not? Because Mechdi, Sharnik, Nehecha, Kaimin, Beshalavia. Where did the Nazar go? He went Al Pesach which we just said is Sharniknar. And Sharniknar was in Machna Levia, the way we just spoke out. But Tanya, we have a Bryce that says, Tomei Mace, Mutulikonis, Machna Levia. A Tomei Mace, someone that's Tomei, because he came in contact with a Mace, was a letter enter Machna Levia. And by the way, the Lloyd Tomei Mace will that. Not only someone that comes in contact with a Mace, Elafilu Mace, Atzmoy, even a Mace. 
Who's the Avi Avoisa Toma? Even he's allowed to enter Machnu Levi Shenemat because the Pasik says, Vayikach Moshe says, Atzmois Yosef Imoy. Moshe Rabbeinu took Atzmois Yosef with him. My Imoy, what does it mean? Imoy, Imoy, Bim Chitzasa, he literally brought it into his house. So you see that he took the Atzmois Yosef, which was Mace. So you say, Meris, that a Mace is allowed to enter. So if a mace is allowed to enter Machna Levia, certainly a Tomei mace is allowed to enter Machna Levia. If that's the case, certainly a Nazar Tomei would be allowed to enter Machna Levia on the seventh day after he toiled already and he's just awaiting Herav Shemesh. So this Diyak Abayah said that you, Rav Nassim Arashi, understand the price is making in the Sugya of Zav to teach me that a Tfoyoyim de Zav is Kizav, that he can't enter Machna Levia, can't be a Diyak. Because if you're going to make the diak in the Pasuk of Zav, you have to be consistent and you have to make the same exact diak with regards to the Pasuk by the Nazar Tomei. And by the Nazar Tomei, you can't make it. You see, by the Zav, you can make it because the Zav can't enter Machna Levia. So it could be that a Tfulyayim Shazav also can't enter Machna Levia. But a Tomei Mace can enter Machna Levia. And being that he can't enter Machna Levia, certainly a Tomei Mace Tfulyayim is allowed to enter Machna Levia. So your diak that you're making certainly cannot be a good diak. And because of this Kasha that Abaya asked, so what Abaya is about to do now is Abai is going to tell the Chaverim of Rab Nosim Baroishia, I think your Pshad and the Brice is wrong. I have a different Pshad and the Brice. And just to add insult to injury, what Abai is also going to tell the Chaverim of Rab Nosim Baroishia is not only do I, don't, do I not think you're understanding the Makar of the Brice properly, but even the Halacha that you took out of the Brice, I think that's incorrect as well. Meaning Abai is Kasha on Rab Nosim Baroishia is in the way they're understanding the makar of the b'raisa, the drosha, so to speak, of the b'raisa. So Abayu just proved that that's not a real makar, it's not a real drosha, because if it's a drosha, you'd have to be consistent by the Nazar Tommy as well, and we know for sure that can't be true. But he's not just going to argue with that. I mean, that's really where he's coming from. But he's going to also say that the maskana, the punchline, the takeaway that you took from this b'raisa, I disagree with that as well. So it says the Gemara in Lashen Nazim Mishunah language. Alam Rabayu. So Abayu said like this, Tful Yom Shazav Kizav Dami. I hold that really Tful Yom Shazav is Kizav. Meaning, not only do I disagree with the way you're learning the b'raisa in terms of what the makar of this halacha of the b'raisa is, I disagree with you in terms of what the halacha is, not just the makar of the halacha, the actual halacha. You think that the halacha of the b'raisa is that Tful Yom Shazav is Kizav Dami based on the fact that the Tful Yoim can't enter Machna Levia just like the Zav himself can't enter Machna Levia? I hold that Tful Yoim Shalzav, and you have to change the Girsa here, is not Kizav Dami, but it's Lav Kizav Dami. I disagree with that, Maskan. I hold that Tful Yoim Shalzav is Lav Kizav Dami. I, if that's the case, what does the Brysa mean? The Brysa seems to be saying, whatever the drush of the Brysa is, but the Brysa for sure seems to be saying that a Tful Yoim Shalzav, like Kizav, can't enter Machna Levia. No, this is different. Why is this different? Over here, being that is also a Mechosa Kippurim, that's the reason he's not allowed to enter. Meaning, your classic Tful Yoim would be a, a Tomei who went to the mikvah. he needs Herif Shemesh. Once the sun sets, at that point he's going to be tar. Okay, you're your classic Tful Yoim. Zokta Baye, that Tful Yoim is not like the Tomei himself. 
and the Tvoyoim Shalzov Baal Ria Achas or Baal Shtei Rias, for example, that only needs hair of Shemesh in order to become Tar, that's not going to be Kezav Dami. The Tvoyoim Shalzov that's Kezav Dami is the Tvoyoim that's Baal Sholesh Rias. And the reason he's Kezav Dami is because after he's a Tvoyoim, he's not only Mechusa hair of Shemesh, he also has to bring Karbonus the next day. So it comes that he's Mechusa two things. He's Mechusa Sait Tvoyoim and he's also Mechusa Kippurim. So being that he's Mechusa two things, so it's for that reason he's loyal. So number one, as far as the Maskona that the Chaver of Nasmar Rishi took out of his Bryce at Tvoyoim Shalzov is Kezav Avayi said Ayol Tvoyoim Shalzov is love Kezav Dami the way we change the gears in the Gemara I, what does the Bryce mean? It means a, a full yoim of a Zod Bal Sholesh Rios, who's not only Mechusa Herev Shemesh, he's also Mechusa Kippurim. Oh, as a sort person who's Mechusa much more, he's going to be Kizav Dami. Okay, now as it relates to the Makar, what is the Makar of the Bryce? It's not just the way you read the Psukim, because then you would have to read it by Nazar Tomei, which Abayi said is not tenable. So what then is the Makar? The Makar is like this, that the Ibn Machna being that when the Pasuk says that the Zav on the eighth day is going to come, and where's he going? Shar Niknar. Where was Shar Niknar? It was Machna Leviyah. So Abayi said the time of the Bryce was bothered, that if really he's Machna Leviyah, why are we referring to it as Pesach HaYomayit? Pesach HaYomayit feels and sounds like you're a Machna Shechina. So why would we refer to must be it's coming to teach us a halacha. Just like machne shchina, a regular mechusakipurim was not allowed to enter. Never meaning a person that was tame and was mechusakipurim, even if he went to the mikvah and had hair of shemesh already. All he is is Mechosa Kippurim. He was not let enter Machna Shechina. Af le Machna Levia nami Mechosa Kapar Loyayel. So too, this Mechosa Kippurim who's also a full yoyim, would not be allowed to enter Machna Leviyah either. So the Makar then, according to Abaya, of this halacha, is not just the reading of the Psokim. Oh, on the eighth day, that's when you go to, to Machna Leviyah. Vice says, up until the eighth day, not, even if you're a full yoyim. That's not the Makar, because if that's the way you read the Psokim by Zav, you'd have to read it by Nazar Tommy as well. On the eighth day, the Nazar Tommy is allowed to go to Sharnikna, until then, not, it's not true. You could bring a mason to Machna Leviyah. Midday Raisa, not Midday Rabbanah. Midday Raisa, you could. So if that's the case, for sure, full yoyim, the Tommy mace would be allowed to. So what then is the it's more of a drasha. It's a drasha. And the fact that the Torah referred to Machna Levia, which is that Mokim, as Pesach it's coming to teach me some Isser, and it's coming to be Madama, this person, and this situation, this scenario, to a regular classic Mechosa Kippurim, and just like a Mechosa Kippurim can enter Machna Shechina, so to this person, this Zod Bal Sholish Riyos, that's a Tful Yoim, but not a regular Tful Yoim. He's a Tful Yoim and he's a Mechosikipurim because he needs hair of Shemesh on the seventh day and he needs to bring his carbon on the eighth day. He would not be allowed to enter Machnovi. Incidentally, if you want to look in the Rishayim, the Rishayim talk about what you do with this drosh of Al Pesach regarding the Nazar Tameh. Because regarding the Nazar Tameh, the Torah also uses this lashon of Al Pesach And it's not to teach me that he can't go into Machnovia, like the Gemara just said. So you have to know what we're going to learn from there. So I but the bottom line is, says the Gemara Vahasim, you know, how do you know generally that a Mechus Kibum is not allowed to enter Machna Shechina? The time you learned in Abraisa, Tomeiya, the Rabbis Tful Yoim, Oitumase, by the Rabbis Mechus Kipurim. That a Tful Yoim and a Mechus Kipurim were both not allowed to enter Machna Shechina, so Mechus Kipurim cannot enter Machna Shechina, and this is the basis of the Joshua, the way Abai learned it. So just to make a Sikum on the first part of the Daf, and that is that the Chaverim of Rav Nosim Bar were learning Abraisa. Uh, Nazar type of Bryce, even though it's not, it's a sugya in the laws of Zoven, but it's 
a little bit ambiguous, and that is, it says in the Bryce that based on the Pasuk, we learn that Azov, Baal Sholech, Riyos, Tful Yoim, was not allowed to enter Machna Levia. And they proved from here that Tful Yoim, the Zav, is Kezav Dami, which has implications in other areas of Allah. Abayah was Chaylik with the Chavir of Nasim Baroishio on two accounts. Number one, what the Halacha of the Brisa was, and number two, what the Makar of the Brisa was. As it relates to the Halacha of the Brisa, so the Chaver of Nasmarashia took out of this Brisa, Tfulyoim, the Zav is Kizav, said Abaya, I agree only by a Zav Bal Shalash Riyas, where the Tfulyoim is not only a Tfulyoim, he's also Mechosakiburim. He needs hair of Shemesh, and the next day he has to bring Karbanas. But a Tfulyoim of a Zav that's Bal Riyah, is not going to be Kizav Dami. And as it relates to the Drasha, they learned the Drasha just from reading the Psokim. Abayi said that's not the drasha because if that's the drasha here it would have to be the drasha by Nazatome and it can't be what then is the drasha the drasha is that from the fact that we're referring to Shar Nikna which is Machna Levi and as El Pesach coming to teach me some sort of halacha over here as it relates to this Zav in this parasha, and just like a, a mechusik kipurim can't enter Machna Shechina so so too the Zav Baal Sholish Rios when he's mechusir Herif Shemesh, he too would not be able to enter Mach Neshchim. Before we go weiter, just to speak out one Ha'ara, a lighter Ha'ara, as it relates to this first part of the daf, and that is a, a classic Meshachach. So we have the idea that a Zav was not allowed to enter Mach The Gemara learns in Mesechtis uh, Psachim that just like a Zav was not allowed to enter Machna Levia, a Balkeri was also not allowed to enter Machna Levia. So a Balkeri and a Zav are me'inyin le'inyin ba'oysa inyin. In fact, in Halacha, a Zav ba'oria achas was very much treated like a Balkeri. But regardless, a Zav was not allowed to enter Machna Levia, that's the spirit of the first part of the daf. A Balkeri was also not allowed to enter Machna Levia. Sir Simcha, in Meshachachma, in the beginning of Parashas Ban Midbar, he asks a, a Meridig Akasha. He says that if a Balkeri was not allowed to enter Machna Levia, I'll read it inside. How would the Leviim allowed to engage in Tashmash Amita? How would they allowed to be with their wives? The minute that they engage in Tashmash Amita, they're a Balkeri. And you can't be a Balkari, a Machna Levia. What's the premise of the Kasha? The three Machnas that the Yidin had in Yerushalayim, they corresponded to the Gimel Machnas that the Yidin had in the Midbar. So in the Midbar, you also had three Machnas. He had the Mishkon, which was Machna Shechina. And then surrounding the Mishkon is where the Levian lived. That was Machna Levia. And then surrounding the Levian is where the rest of Kla Yisrael left. And that was Machna Yisrael. Now, if you're going to tell me that uh, Zav is not let enter Machna Levia, and about carries this rabbit that he's also not let enter Machna Levia, that means that the Levian themselves would not be allowed to be in their house if they were going to be a Zov and if they were going to be a Balkari. If that's the case, that's where Meir Simcha's kasha, it's the second Meshachachma in Parshish Bamidbar. Zokra Meir Simcha, you have to say, you have to say, you have no choice. You have to say that although the Levian lived in Machna Levia, but they must have had houses or tents that were on the outskirts of Machna Levia, in areas that wasn't technically Machna Levia, and that's where there was Tashmash Amita. He says that's where their wives lived, and that's probably where their children lived. So they themselves had a mitzvah to live in Machna Levia. However, the Mishpacha didn't live with them, it didn't live in Machna Levia, and that's where they were Mutab Tashmash Amita and Anachanami. When they were about Kari, they were not allowed to go back and to enter Machna Levia. 
So says Rameh Simcha that if that's the case, and he says in math it has to be that way, there's no other Reitzah. He says it could be Meyashev, a diktok nifla in the Psukim and Parshas by Midbar. So if you look at Parshas by Midbar, the Pasuk says as follows It's Perik Aleph, Pasuk Memchas, Vayadabra Hashem al Moishalemer, Achas Mata Levi Loy Sifkoid, Vas Roisham Loy Sisa, Batoich Bene Yisrael, Vato Havkidis al Levian, Al Mishkon Eidos. I want you to appoint the Levian, Al Mishkon Eidos, Val Kol Kalov, Val Kol Ashaloi, Hemo Yisuas Al Mishkon, Vas Kol Kalov, Vahem Yashar Su, Vesovev La Mishkon Yachno. Where the Levian gonna live? They're gonna live in Machno Levia. Where is Machno Levia? Sovev La Mishkon Yachno. It's gonna be in the area that's surrounding the Mishkon. I'm skipping a pasuk. It says, "Vachanu bnei Yisrael." Where's Klai Yisrael going to live? Ishal machaneu, ve'ishal digloy l'tzavaisan. They're going to live in their machna, meaning machna Yisrael. The next pasuk, "Va'leviim yachanu sovav lemishkan oedos." The leviim should live sovav lemishkan oedos. So you see what's going on in pasuk nun. The sovev la mishkan yachnu de levim. Pasuk nun beis, the chonu bnei Yisrael, the lishamachanel, the shadigla litzavaisam. That's machni Yisrael. The pasuk nun gimel nacham all the levim. The levim yachnu sovev la mishkan haedos. Says Rami Simcha, why did Torah mention twice where the levim are supposed to live? You already mentioned machni levim. Why are you telling it to meet him tzveitim all? So Rami Simcha says because there were two places that the levim lived. The levim lived sovev la mishkan yachnu. That was machni levim. But at the same time, they couldn't be there with their families because a balkeri is not. And it would mean that the Levian would be also, which can't be. As a result, they had to have another place where they were going to live. What was that other place? That other place wasn't Machna Levian. Fakir, that other place was more in the halacha like Machna Yisrael. And that's why the Torah mentions the Mokim of the Levian twice. Number one, in Pasuk Nun, that's the Iker Machna Levian. Pasuk Nun, that's Machna Yisrael. And the Pasuk Nun, what's that second Pasuk? The second that's referring not to Machna Levian, but it's referring to where the Meshpachas used to live. So Rameh Simcha says like this, he says that if you go forward in Parshas Midbar, and this is in Perig Bez already, Pasuk so Rashi brings a Chazal. The Chazal say that how much distance was there between Machna Levia and Machna Yisrael? So it didn't go one to the other. These weren't two adjacent zip codes, but there was actually distance in between. Rashi says it was Meirochik Mill. There was a mill, the mill of Tchum Shabbos fame. There was Alpayim Amo of distance between Machna Levia. And between Machni Yisrael and Rami Simcha says, really, it's not clear in Chazal why. Like, why did there have to be a payamama of distance? Why did they have to be so separated from each other? Why was it necessary? So Simcha says that it could be that it was in that payamama where the other Levim used to live. Because the MS is, there were really three Machnes, but it was Shloisha Shein Arba. Yet Machna Shechina, that was the Mishkan. Machna Levio, which is sort of a Mishkan Yachanu. But then you also, Surrounding Machna Levia, far Machna Yisrael, you had the Vahalavim Yachnu Savav Lemishkona Eidos. Because where did the families live? Otherwise, it would have been Asapatash Shamita. Because immediately you're going to be a Valkyrie that can't enter Machna Levia. So that's why you had the Alpayim Mill. It says it's Yitochen and it's Mistaber that that's what that was. And that maybe explains a little bit the Alpayim Mill. He says other beautiful Isaf is Ayin Shamba. I just want to mention one other Ha'ara. And this is even lighter. And that is that. You know, we talk a lot about the Avnei Nezer's famous Akdama that he wrote to his Sefer Egleital. He talks about Tere Lishma and having the Gishmak in learning and that there are people that make a mistake and they think that if a person learns Tere and he has a Gishmak in his learning, that's Tere Shalei Lishma. And he completely dismisses that idea 
But then at the end of the Hakdama, this is not nearly as famous, he says as follows. He says, I want to be Mekayim the Inyan of Ben Yechabed of. says, I want to say over something that I heard from my father. Now, the Abnezer's father was a, a tremendous guy in Baal Mechaber Sefer Agudas Ezov, but he brings in the Hakdama, the very, very end, that I want to say over something, I think to start my Pirish, my Sefer that I'm about to write, with a word that I heard from my father. And that was a, a Pirish, something that his father said on the very, very first Mishnah in Shas. Every time we can refer back to the first Mishnah in Shas, there's a Bezundere Gishmak. So the Mishnah says, So we know the answer. So when is the beginning the earliest time that you can learn Kriyashma at night, it's Mishosha Kayhanim Nechnasan Lechab It's the time that the Kayhanim enter Lechab So, what does this mean? Pashib Shad in the first line of Shas. Kayhanim that would tell me were not allowed to eat Truma. What they have to do, they had to go to the mikvah. But you couldn't just go to the mikvah, you needed Harav Shemesh. So, once the sun would set, at that point, now they're Tahar, and being that now they're Tahar, it's at that point that the Mutarin. It's when the sun sets that the Kayanim are allowed to eat Shruma. That's the earliest time that you could say Kriyash Mashal Arvis. And Kiyodua, everyone asks and everybody wonders that what is the significance of the Tliya that the Zman Kriyashma is somehow related to Mishosha Kayanim Nechnas and Lachabut Shumasim. So the Gemara says, Agavurche Kamashmalon, this halacha. But in Pnimiya Satyra, trying to understand a little bit why would Chazal use this as the mashal, the metaphor to explain the earliest time that a person is able to, to say Kriyashma. So Avnei said that he heard from his father, that his father said that the MS is a person. Wakes up in the morning. You say Kriyashma bismanoi Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, and then Kabbalah so mitzvus lechura. You would think that if you do it once in the morning, you shouldn't have to do it a second time. I was makabel o malchashemayim in the morning. Why is it necessary for me to do it a second time? Said Abnei father that the answer to that is look at the parish of Tomo. In the parish of Tomo, you see this concept that if somebody is Tome and he goes to the mikvah, so the Tomo blibes by him. It remains with him even after he went to the mikvah. As but until when? Until Harav Shemesh. Once the sun sets at that point, now it's already a new day, so to speak. And as a result, the tumma that you had up until that point is no longer there. Meaning there's a concept of a tfulyoy. That a person was tame, you went to the mikvah, but the tumma is still there. It lasts until when? Until the end of the day. And what's the end of the day? The end of the day is nightfall. Said the Abninez's father, that's the aside of why Chazal compared. Because they wanted to explain why is it that you have to say Kriyashma Shalarvis? Why is it not Maspik that you said Kriyashma in the morning and that should be okay? The Teretz is because you find already a precedent that once the sun sets, it's already a new day. The Tumah that you had, which you carried with you even after you emerged from the mikvah, the Bustachat full yoyim. But once it's nightfall at that point, you're not considered Tommy anymore. So you say, Maris, any Roshan that you 
head in the morning is no longer here once it comes nightfall. Well, if that's the case, the Roshim and the Ashpa that the Kriyashma has on you during the day, you're not even going to have a night. And that's why at night you have to say Kriyashma again. And that's Me'imah Saikur Nishma Ba'arvim Mishosh Akanim Nechnas Lecha B'Chum Asam. So the Abdi Nezah says a beautiful Aisafa. He says, Umatsasi Kidvarov. He said, I found him a car. Kadmoin to what his father said, and that's in the Sefer Priyat Chaim. It's in Sharm Mincha Perik Aleph, who said as follows. He said, "Why is it that we say Kriyshma by Shachris and we say Kriyshma Shal Arvis? Why don't we say Kriyshma by Mincha?" Good Kasha. You daven three tefillas a day, but when it comes to Kriyshma, it's only Pamayim Bahava. You don't say Kriyshma three times. And the Priyat Chaims that Riza Reb Chaim Vital said that the reason you say Kriyshma. Twice and not three times. And the reason you don't have to say Kriyashma by Mincha is because you don't have to. Because if you said Kriyashma in the morning, so the Roshim that the Kabbalist O Malchus Shemayim has on you is going to last you through this amount of Mincha. It's Tafke at night. At night already it's a new day. That's when you're going to need it. Oh, but during the day you're at full Yoim. And because you're at full Yoim, the Hosnach Haus Yen Roshim. It's still something you have. That's why it's only at night. That's why the muscle of Me'emasai Koyin Eshma Be'arvin is Mishosh HaKehanim Nechlas and Lachabot Because that's the terrorist to this cash of why you need to say Kriyash Mashal Arvin. And that's what the Priyat Chaim said. That's why you don't have to say Kriyash by Mincha. Because any Hashpois and any Roshim that you have, you start your day off properly. The Hashpah of starting the day is going to carry with you throughout the day. At night, now ready, you need another Shmir. And it's interesting because by Torah you find the same thing. You can learn Torah in the morning and you can be Makayim the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. You know, but at night you have to learn again because the Hashpah that the Torah has on you in the morning, you start your day on the right foot. That's amazing. But at night it's already a whole other story. Once it comes at night, oh, you see that from the that's why you don't have to say Krishma by Mincha, but you do have to say it by night. And that's when it comes to Talmud Torah. But then, without a question, it's going to be Vagisa Balaila again. You're going to have a chiv to learn Talmud Torah again. Either way, we return to our regular program, which is the laws of Nazar. So now we're going to get into some real hardcore Nazar Sugis. Zok de Gemara. Not so hard. What exactly was? The Seder of the Tiglachas HaTahira. So again, we're going from the Tiglachas of Tahira to the Tiglachas of Tomo, and now we're returning back to the, to the Tiglachas of Tahira. So one of the features of the Ashlamas Hanaziris was that the Nazir had to do a Tiglachas. The Pasuk says, when it goes through in detail exactly how this was done, that the Nazir would bring Karbanois, and then he would do it to Galachas. So the Pasuk says as follows. It says that the Zoyz Torah Sanazir biyoyim meloisi me Nizra yavi oisay al Pesach hayomayim vehikruves karbonin l'Hashem. Now he has to bring his karbonis. Keves bench nasoi tomim echad oila. He brings a keves for his oila. The kafsa achas bashnos at people lachatas. A kafsa, the female sheep, as his chatas. Vayil echad tomim l'shlamim. And then he brings a, a ram for his carbon shlamim. Together with that, the sal matzoy soilus chalois blueis bashemen or kike masas mashukim bashemen umen chasim in escape. We'll see more about this tomorrow. But there were breads that were brought together with the carbon as well. The ekrivat koyim lefnei Hashem vaasas chatasay vesoilasay, and then the koyim would bring the carbonis vesoayil yasezevach shlomim lashem, and then he would bring the shlomim al sal matzoyis. The shlomim was the carbon that was brought together with the breads vaasak koyim es men chasim ves niskay. Then the pasuk says vegilach hanazer pesach hayomoy desroish nizroy the koyim. 
The Nazar would do his Tiglachas. Where would he do it? Pesach We'll see what that means. V'lokach esaroisho, and then he would take his here. V'nosan aloesh ashetachas zevach hashlomen, and he would put it into the fire, which was underneath the zevach hashlomen. So what was going on exactly with this zevach hashlomen? So the next pasuk says that the koyen had a chiyuv to take the zroya, the forearm of the carbon shlomen, and cook it. And while it was cooking, he would take the hair of the Nasser and he would burn it. He would put it underneath the pot of where it was. Then he would take the hair, the Zroya Beshela. He would put it on the hands, the Kapeya Nasser. They would do Tnufa, Fa'acha Yishta Nasser. Yeah, and then afterwards the Nasser would drink wine. So in the next few days, we're going to get a lot more familiar with exactly what these Pesukim need. But the mission that we're about to learn right now is talking specifically about when was it that the Nazar was able to do his Teglachas. So again, he's bringing these three carbonos, and then afterwards, he's going to do the Teglachas. So just chronologically, exactly how this played out. Now, if you read the Pesokim, it sounds like, first the Nazar had to bring all three of his carbonos, and then afterwards, he would do the Teglachas. But one thing is going to emerge from the Mishnah, and that is, for sure, that's not the truth. For sure, all he had to do was bring one carbon. So it's one carbon, and you bring one carbon... Even do the shechita, that would be enough for you to now be able to do the teglachas. And the machloikis is going to be velcha carbon. So let's see. Teglachas atayir keitzad. You maybe give behemo is chatas oil v'shlamim. He brought three carbons. The pasuk says that v'shoichet as hashlamim. He would shech the carbon shlamim u'megaleach haleim divi rabbi yehuda. And as soon as they shechted the carbon shlamim, and the rishonim speak out that lechatchilo the zrika as well, then you had. You are allowed to do the Teglachas. Rabbi Lazar says, That no, it wasn't after the Shlomim that you were allowed to do the Teglachas, but it was rather after the Chatos. The Chatos is always the first carbon that was brought, and as a result, it's after the Chatos that you're going to do it, it's not after the Shlom. So just to get this clear, everybody holds that after the first carbon was brought, that's when you're able to do the Teglachas. The question here is, which was the first carbon that the Nazar brought? Rabbi Yehuda says it was the Shlomim, Rabbi Loza says it was the Chattas. Now, Rabbi Loza explained himself. He said the Chattas was always the first carbon brought. So anytime somebody was going to bring a few carbonas, the first carbon he would bring would always bring the carbon Chattas. So if oh, the Chattas is always the first carbon, here too it's also going to be the first carbon. Rabbi Huda argues, Rabbi Huda says that even though it's true, always the first carbon that was brought was the Chattas, but when it came to the Nazar, his first carbon was the Shlomim. But again, regardless, once the first carbon was brought, it's the Kemeton, the Teglachas. Says the Mishnah, this is only Lechatchila, but the Yavit, any one of the carbonas you brought, even if it was the oil, or the one that says Shlomim, if it was the Chattas, one that says Chattas, it was the Shlomim. If you bring one carbon at that point, if you did the Teglachas, you're going to be your... Let's say the Nazar brought three animals, but he didn't explain which animal should belong to which carbon. So, if he brought a Keves, and a Kivsa, and an Ayo. So, the Keves, we know, was... The oila, the kifsa was the chatas, and the ayol was the shlom. But he didn't say which should be which. So says Rishon Gamliel. We had this earlier in the Masechta that how do you know what's what? It's very simple. Haruya lechatas, the one that's ruy to be the chatas, the kifsa tikrav chatas. Laoila, that's the keves tikrav oila. The shlomim, that's the ayol tikrav shlomim. That's the one that should be brought as a shlom. Zok to Gemara Tanu Rabban. So in the Mishnah we had a machloikis. Which of the three carbonas that the Nazar brought was the first carbon that he would bring? Rabbi Yehuda said it was the shlomim. 
Rabbi Loz said it was the chatas. Now Rabbi Loz explained his shita, why he holds chatas, because any time you're bringing a few carbonas, you always bring the chatas first. Really, Rabbi Yehuda is the one that needs to explain how he knows that it's the shlamim that was brought first. And the truth is, if you look in the psukim, the psukim don't mention the shlamim first. In fact, the Pasik says, Vehikrabas Kobani Lashem, Kevis Ben Shnosai Tomim Echola Oilo, the Kafsa Achas Bashnosa Tumila Khatas, the Ayal Echod Tomim Lushlaman. And then it says again, Vehikrabak Koin Lufnea Shem Vasas Khatasai, Vesoi Lasai, and then afterwards Veso Ayal Yasavachlaman Lashem. So really Rabbi Yudu is saying a very big Khidish. He's saying a Khidish in light of the general rules of how this works. Usually you bring the Khatas first, and also just read the Psukim, it doesn't sound like the Shlomo was brought first. Yet that is Rabbi Yudashita. He says the first carbon was the Shlomim, and after you brought that Shlomim, you were already allowed to do the Teglachas. So we need a Makar for this, and we do have a Makar. The Makar is a price, a ton Rabbanon. It says, This Pasuk is talking about the carbon Shlomim. How do you know that? Because the Pasuk says, It says this regarding the carbon Shlomim. So the carbon Shlomim, it says, So, you see, the Shlomim is referred to as Pesach Ayomayid. So when it says in the Pasuk, what it means is, the Gilach after you brought the carbon shlamin. What does shlamin have to do with Pesach Hayomayit? Because you find Ushchate Pesach Hayomayit said regarding the carbon shlamin. You think that when it says Ushchate Pesach Hayomayit, the words Pesach Hayomayit are a reference to the carbon shlamin. Maybe when it says Ushchate Pesach Hayomayit, the words Pesach Hayomayit are not a reference to the carbon shlamin, but the words Pesach Hayomayit means what it sounds like it means, what you would think it means if you'd be Mavasedra. The Gilach. Hanazir Pesachoyimayit. That the Teglachas of the Nazir should be done by the Pesachoyimayit. Amrit. So it says the price it can't be. Because Imkein Derech Bezayinu. Because if you're going to take this Pasuk literally, and you're going to say that the Pasuk is saying that the Teglachas of the Nazir should be Pesachoyimayit, it's going to come out that you're giving a, a, a person a haircut at the Pesachoyimayit that's inappropriate. It's Derech Bezayin. It can't be. Must be when it says Vigilach Hanazir Pesachoyimayit, it doesn't mean do the, the Teglachas Pesachoyimayit. Rather, it means Vigilach after you brought the carbon that's known as Pesach Ayomayit, meaning after you brought the carbon Shlomim. That's what the Tanakama of the Brises says. Rabbi Yoshi, Rabbi Yoshi said, You don't need to say your Shtikl Taira. Harei Amra Taira, because I know it based on a Kalvachim. It says in the Pasik, We know that there were no steps leading up to the Mizbech. It was only a ramp. Why not? Because Rashi brings a Chumash that the... Steps of the Mizbeach shouldn't be exposed to the erva of the Kayan as he's walking up those steps. No, so he said, if that's the case, Madach, you worried about this sensitivity of Derek Bezayan. So certainly you should be worried about the sensitivity of doing a Teglachas and the Makam Mikdash. And if that's the case, it must be when it says, it doesn't mean do the Teglachas Pesach but rather what it means is do the Teglachas after you brought the carbon that's known as Pesach which carbon was known as Pesach it was the carbon shlamin, and that's how you know that the first carbon that was brought was the carbon shlamin. So just to just to get a handle on the brayse we just learned, it says vegilah chanazer pesach and the Bryce is of the opinion that it can't be taken literally. It can't mean that the teglacha should be done pesach It's certainly what it sounds like it means, but it can't be what that's what it means. What then does it mean? The Gilach, after you brought the Shlomim, which is referred to as Pesach HaYomai, like the Pasuk says by the Shlomim, Rushchate Pesach HaYomai. Now, how do you know that it can't be? So, that, you have two days in the Bryce. Tanakhama says, it just can't be. Why? Because it's Derech Pesach. Rabbi Yishu say, you don't have to just say it, Misvara. 
You have a Kalvachaymer. Learn it from the Salab and Malas Hamizbechi. Madach over there was sensitive. So Kalvachaymer over here, we would be sensitive as well. Either way, if you look at the next five lines, they're in brackets. And this takes Lashen Nazim Meshunah to a whole nother Ramah. Nusach Acha B'medrish B'parshus Nosoy Daf Reish Membeis. When's the last time you saw that? So here you have a Gemara that's quoting a Medrish. Again, it's Masech Desnazim, Efektish Kankashes, but we are going to skip the brackets. So Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Eino Tzarech. Now you don't need this. You don't have to come on to Vigilach HaNazer Pesach Oyomoyit and a Kalvachaymer or a Svara to know that the Teglachas of the Nazar wasn't done in the Ayomayid, I know for sure it wasn't done there anyways. Why? Because it says in the Pasuk of Lakach, that one of the things that the Kayan did with the hero of the Nazar was, he put it in the fire, right, underneath where the carbon shlomer was burning. And we learn from the Misha, it says in the Pasuk, take the hero, and put it on the fire. It sounds like nothing's going to happen between the Lakich and the Nasina. You're going to take it and immediately Immediately cook it. But if you're going to tell me that the Tlachas was done in the Ayomayr, which by the way, we saw earlier in the, on the Daf, what does it mean, this Ayomayr? It means Sharniknar. If you're going to tell me it was in Sharniknar, you're going to have to walk to where you're cooking the carbon shlamim, and over there you're going to have to burn it. So something's going to happen in between the Velakach and the Venosan. And you see from the Pesukim, it can't be that something's going to happen between the Velakach and the Nosan. So it must be then that where did the Teglachas happen? It didn't happen in Pesach Where did it happen? It happened in the same place that they used to cook the carbon Nazar. What then does it mean when it says, It means after the carbon Shlach. Some had Rabbi Yitzchak's Halacha in an almost identical version, but slightly different. Rabbi Yitzchak, the, when it says in the Pasik, it's referring to the carbon shlom. Maybe the gilach hanaza pesachayomayid means do the teglachas and ayomayid, tamadoyim evalokach esar roish nizroy, mokam shayim evashal shom hayim egaleach. No, the teglachas had to be done in the same place that it was cooked, and the way that we shine explain it, it's just based on the same joshua that you had in the first list. No, there can't be anything between the velokach and the venasan. What then does the pasik mean when it says vegilach hanaza pesachayomayid? What it must mean is that the teglachas was done after the Carbon shlomim, not after the carbon chatas. Abachanan oimim mishum rabbiyezer. Another Allah. Vigilach hanazer pesach hayomoyed. We learn from there. Kol zman she'ein pesach hayomoyed pasuach ena megaleach. Then until the doors of the hayomoyed were open, the nazar was not allowed to do his teglachas. So the teglachas could not be done until the doors of the hayomoyed were opened in the morning. So in the morning they would open up the doors of the hayomoyed. It was only then that you were allowed to do the teglachas. But the teglachas would be possible until those dalsois were psuchos. Until they opened up the doors, you couldn't do the Teglachas. And we learn from here, it's only Vegilach Hanazer. However, the Nazira, the female Nazir, her Teglachas was not done in the Makam HaMikdash. Why not? Because we were afraid that the Pirche Kohuna, the young Kayhanim, were going to see her. And Yiskaruba would cause the Yitzhahara to be incited. And as a result, the Bedafka would take her Teglachas and say that it should not be done in the Makam HaMikdash. So the Chachamim told, Rav Shimon Shizuri, according to you, you worried that the Kehanim are going to see this woman in the Yomayir and they're doing this Teglachas and somehow it's going to cause their Yitzhahara to 
be ungerates, why are you not worried about the soita? The chsibba, it says, and there was even more than that, they would expose her body. So, why are you not worried about that? If you're worried, Shemi Yiskaruba Pirche Kuhuna, right? The young Kayhanim is what we're worried about. So then why are you not worried by the site as well? So he told him back, it's different. Because Amalahem, Zu Kaicheles Ufaikeses, Zu Eno Kaicheles Ufaikeses. The difference is that the Saita, when she would stand in the Mokama Mikdash to go through her process, they would go out of their way to be manavel her. To make her look disgusting. As a result, there was no chashash. But this Nazira, there was no such Indian. So she might come in, you know, with makeup, looking nice. And as a result, there's a concern of Shemi Yiskaruba And that's why this is something that we were worried about over here. So we're going to stop here. And just to end with one light ha'ara, we'll have to make up some ground tomorrow. But just to end with one light ha'ara. And that is, so this very, very last Gemara, Rabbi Shimon Shizuri said, it's the Nazir, it's the male version of the Nazir, whose Tiglachas was done, Pesach wherever that it was. But for sure in the Makam HaMikdash, as opposed to the Nazira, her Tiglachas was not done in the Makam HaMikdash, and the reason is, Shemi Yiskaruba Pirchei because we're concerned that the Pirchei would be Yiskaruba, they would see her, and it would cause their Yitzhahara to be incited, and it's for that reason they purposely did not do her Tiglachas in the Makam HaMikdash. What came to mind was another classic Meshachachma. This is a Meshachachma that we've spoken at many times over the years. It's in Parshas Kedoshim. It's on the Pasik So if you look in the Smicha Sapsukim in Parshas Emar, so the Pasik says, zima, a Pasik that talks about Znus, and then the very next Pasik says, Make sure that you're going to keep Shabbos and make sure that you're going to have the proper yira for the Makam HaMikdash. And the Balaturim already, on the spot, he addresses what's the smichos between those, these two seemingly completely unrelated ideas. On the one hand, this idea of Umal Zima, which is Nus, and then the mitzvah of Shabbos and the mitzvah of Mikdash. Says Simcha He says that the Gemara says, in the Sechtes Kedushan Daf Aleph, Sakva Deshasa Rigla. What does that mean? It means that the time of year that a person is the most vulnerable, binyane arayas, is yontif. Pashupshat is because you know, people are around, they're drinking wine, they're fabringing, and as a result, this is a time of year that can lead a person to do things binyane arayas that otherwise maybe he wouldn't do. To the point that Chazal said a line, it's Aramaic. Sakva Deshasa Rigla, that the worst time of year as it relates to Nyani Arayas is Yantif. Brahmeir Simcha says Al Derech Apshat. He says, We know Chazal say Yafa Toyrim Derech Eretz, the Egias Shneem Meshkachas Avain. Yafa Toyrim Derech Eretz. Sometimes a person, in order for him to be Meshkachas Avain, he needs to learn Torah, but also Derech Eretz is very, very helpful because between the two he's going to be so fanumin and he's going to be so tired, he's going to be so osuk, he's going to be so busy. And it's for that reason, Mishkachas Avain, he's not even going to think about doing Averis. And, and it's a good Shmira. Yafa Toyrim Derech Eretz, Yegiyah Shnei Meshkachas Avain. Says Rameh Simcha, Anyantif, people have Torah, but you don't have Derech Eretz because Yantif is Asa B'Malacha. 
And Shabbos also, for that matter. You have Torah, but you don't have Derech Eretz, because you're not allowed to do Malacha on Shabbos. So it comes out, you don't have the Yafa Torah Derech Eretz. If you don't have the Yafa Torah Derech Eretz, you don't have the Yagiyah Shnei Meshkach HaSavon. That's why Sak for the Shasa Riglo. That's why the worst time of year is Riglo. Pasha means Yontif. But Simcha says on a lesser level, it's also Shabbos. Now Yontif, that's going on for a week, which means Yatzer and Simchus Torah and everything. But at the very least, it's the core of it is Shabbos Riglo. Really. Because the core of it is that you don't have the often Torah and Derech Eretz, and as a result, you don't have the Yigiyash Neh Meshkach HaSavon, and that's the Yisoy, a sack for the Shasa Riglo. He says, that's Pshat in the Rambam, who says in the end of Hilchas Yisurei Biyo, Chayovim Bezdin Lohoshif Shoymrim Beregel. That Bezdin had a Chiv to be Moshev Shoymrim Beregel. Balaturim says, Parshas Re'eh ends with the Parish of Yontif, right? One of the places, Asa Ta'asar, Kala Bechar, it's in the Parshas Re'eh. And what's the next Parsha? Parsha Shoiftim, Shoiftim v'Shoiftim, Titron l'Chab b'Chal Shorech. Zok to Balaturim. What's the smichas to the Parsha of the Mayadim and Shoiftim v'Shoiftim? It's this Rambam. Chayovim bezdin l'Hoshev Shoimrim beregel. Why did you need Shoimrim? The Vadat Snius was out on Yontif. Why? Because Sach for the Shasariglo. Because that's a time where you don't have this Indian. Says Rameh Simcha. That's why you find. He says that's why you find that in the Beis Hamikdash there were times in history where the Kaihanim used to do. Averis, things that seemingly were highly inappropriate. And really, the classic example of that is the Bnei Eli, where the Pasik says, which literally means they literally engaged in, in Tashmish and Gilearias with women that used to bring Karbonas. These were Zavois and Yaldois, and they would bring Karbonas, and they would, they would take advantage of these women. But the bottom line is the Pasik says, it happened in the Mikdash. How could something like this happen in the Mikdash? It's tafk in the Mikdash. Why? Because in the Mikdash there was Torah, but there was no Derech Eretz. So they didn't have the Yafa Torah, Derech Eretz, Yagiyash, Neh, And just like Chazal say that in Zman, Sakva the Shasa Riglo, in Mokim, says Ramei Simcha, there's also an Indian of Sakva the Shasa Riglo. What's the Mokim of Kedusha where there was no Malacha? That was the Mokim Mikdash. And tafk in the Mokim Mikdash is a place that you have to be worried. So Ramei Simcha says that's the Smichas in the Psokim. Pasuk talks about Gilead Arias. And then it concludes with the words, Umala Arad Zima. What's the next Pasuk? That there's an Indian of Znus. And you have to be so careful. So where do you have to be extra careful? You know where you have to be extra careful? On Shabbos and Yontif. And he says you have to be extra careful when it comes to the Mokamah Mikdash as well. Why? Because these are places where you had Torah, where there was no Derech Eretz, and as a result, you don't have the school of the Mishnah of Yofa Torah Derech Eretz, Yegiyash Neh Meshkach HaSavayin. He lakes to one Hoysafa. He says that we know, Medina de Gemara, women were not allowed to wear jewelry on Shabbos. Why? So it's sugyas and perik bamet yishayotza. It's based on dilma sholfa mechavia. We're afraid nashim daitin kalus. They're gonna meet their friend, and the friend is gonna say, "Let me see your jewelry." She's gonna take it off. You're gonna end up carrying down amos b'shusarabim. So because of this chash, it's not something that's okay. The rishonim bring for Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam said that it's only women that have this problem, but a man would be allowed to wear a watch, for example, of inkamakayma. His jewelry, whatever that is, he could wear on Shabbos. There's no chash of sholfa mechavia. What's 
the reason for it? So Pashim Shad is because Noshim Dait and Kalas. But that's not as far that you have regarding men. But says Rameh Simcha that it could be there's a Pneumius over here. And he bases it on a Medjustan Chumma. The Medjustan Chumma says that they asked the Rebbe, Yilamdenu Rabbeinu, is a woman allowed to wear Tachshitin on Shabbos? So he answered back, the Rebbe, he said, until you ask me if it's Mutter on Shabbos, why don't you ask me if it's Mutter the whole week? Why not? Because of this Indian of, of, it could lead Lidei Avera, it could lead Lidei Gilei Arai. So he said, Rameh Simcha, you see from here that the Indian of wearing jewelry, really, it's related somewhat to what? It's related to this Indian. It's related to this Indian of Gilei And that's the reason, says Rameh Simcha, Primius, that only the woman maybe would have the Isser Al-Koponim on Shabbos and not the man, because by the woman you're going to have the problem of Gilead Rise, by the man you're not. But at the end of the day, when is it also for a woman to wear jewelry? It's on Shabbos. Now, the Tam Nigla is because Dilma Shalfa Mechavi, Noshim Daitin Kalis is going to come to Hashem, Yavi Renu Dalaram is Bishul Sarabim. But the Tam Nister is because Shabbos is the time, yeah, it's more Olo. Shabbos is this man of Sakfid Shasarigla. And because Shabbos is this man of Sakfid Shasarigla, that's when you have to be extra careful, and that's why it's Tafka on Shabbos, but that's what Molar at Zima, and Shabsoi say Tishmoiru, and Mikdashaitu. But you see one Chiddush, which is super counterintuitive, in Ramea Simcha, and that is it's Tafka Shabbos. And it's Tafka Mikdash, Ketushas Amokim, that a person has to be extra careful when Yone Arayas. And really, the Yitzhahara of Arayas was more Shoilet in the Mokim Mikdash than it was Shoilet anywhere else in the world. And that's why Umal Zima in the next Pasuk, Umikdash Aitiro, you need a Bazundar Shmir in the Beis Mikdash. Because over there, you don't have the Yagiyah Shnei Meshkach HaSovin. I think that's Pashup Shan in our Gemara. The Gemara says, Shema Yiskaru Bapirche Kuhuna. You're in the Mokamah Mikdash. You worried Shemi Yiskar Kuna? The answer is yes. Not only yes. Adarab of Adarab. It's Tafka in the Mokamah Mikdash. We have to be extra careful. Like the Pasik says, Asha Yishkavunas Anoshim Atsoivos. It's Tafka in the Mokamah Mikdash. You have to be careful. That's a little bit of Oymek in this Gemara of Shemi Yiskar Bapirche Kuna. But I just think it's good to mention that there's another Derech in this Indian. And that's from the Heilige Mikhasaluza. And it's in a Tshuva. In Shailas Achuvas Minchasolaz, it's in Chelik Gimel, it's Simin Chafe. Minchasolazer over there took a, a very, very different approach to understanding how the Eight Sahara was Shailat in the Makam Mikdash. Just listen to one line. He says, The Be'emes, Lo Yitachin Loimar, the Be'makam Akoidish, a place of Kedusha, it would be Shaykh for a Koyen. To come with day hirhure avera, the heich noimar shasham yishleit ayetzahara b'mokam akodesh hashrosh chinasa yisparach shemay for a nechush the kilkul the hirhure the kain it can't be. And the context over there is he's asking on this Gemara here, he quotes Nazim Mem and Saita Davches, and Sukkun on Aleph, where they had to make the Mechitzes, the Tikkun Gado by the Simchas Pesach Sheva. And this was his great Sakasha. says, it's not Yitochin. He doesn't understand how it's possible. How could it be in a Mokim of Kedusha that this would happen? He says, it's, it's, it's Mamish Um Meglech. He has no Avonah in such an age. I hold these Gemaras, so he's Madchik himself to answer this. If you look up the tshuva inside, what was happening over there was, he brings from Darizal, that Darizal said that we know that the kir was made up of mirrors. It was the maris at soifais, right? The kir was, the kir was mirrors. So the Darizal said that when a person would come to the koyin, in the Beis HaMikdash, and he would bring a carbon, so before the koyin would be mark of the carbon, he would look at the person that was bringing the carbon, and he would look at his shterin, 
right? He would look at his forehead and he would try to size him up to see where in his neshama he was playing game. It's like this, when he brought the carbon, he could have the proper kavanas, like this to make sure he's going to get the tikkun that he's supposed to get. This is what Darizal said, that the Kayanim had an ability to do this. But said Darizal, what happened when a woman would come? Couldn't look at the woman. So he said what he would do is, he would look at the woman through the mirror. So he would look in the mirror, and through the maris atzoivis, he would see the shterin of the froy, and like this, he would know what the pagam was, and this is how he was able to do whatever it was he was supposed to do. Poshit, it sounds like that Tarizal held that, how could he look at the woman? Poshit, because there's a gazak chashash, that it's comely day here, and it's in this exact context that the Mechazaluza said it can't be that's what Darizal was worried about. It's not possible he was worried about Takoyen who's on this Madrega that he can look in your Shterin and he can figure out exactly what's going on by you where you need Tikkun and all of a sudden this is somehow going to leave the day it can't be. It's not possible he said. Aye, so what was going on as it relates to the Koyin, so he says, as it relates to that Nakuda, all it was was, is that imagine a person comes to the base of Mikdash, and you're coming there for Aliyah, you're coming there to, to get a little bit of Chizik, and you walk in, and you see a Koyin, and his mom, she's steering at this woman, and his mom is touching up where exactly the Pekam and her Neshama was. He said, this is an Aliyah. He said, you'd walk away, you'd be mamish so confused, you wouldn't even know what you're looking at. So he said, out to Koyin Alein, there was no Chashash of her. He rather says, this is interesting, he says that, what's the mile of looking in the mirror? Versus looking directly at the woman. He says, first of all, does it matter? What's the difference? You're looking at her anyways. You're just looking directly at the mirror. And he says, besides, is a man allowed to look into a mirror? What about the Yilbash Ayin Shom? Mamish, classic from the Michal Saluzer. But he says, that's a whole nother problem. Man can't look in a mirror. Again, the income of But the bottom line is, it said the Michasaluza, it was all just like a show. It was just for the person that was coming that he shouldn't have. But about the Koyan, there'd be no difference if he looked in the mirror, if he didn't look in the mirror. By the Koyan, really, there was no mocking for any hearer, for any machshava to come. But either way, Ramey Simcha in this sugya, again, Ramey Simcha is not talking about Argemara. But Simcha, as it relates to this noise, this sugya, he felt in the Mokam Mikdash, that's the place you have to be the most worried. It's a Mishnah. You don't have Derek Heretz in the Mesa Mikdash. So if you don't have Derek Heretz in the Mesa Mikdash, it's the Dafman's organ. Now we have to make all our chakas. We need extra chakas in the Mokam Mikdash. Because you're actually mu'al. Mikhasaluza approached this sugya. He says, What? That a Kayan in the Mokkim Amikdash and the Mokkim of Kedusha would come to this. I'm just a loser coming from a Chesidisha angle, if I may say. May Simcha looking at it more litvish. And the Magam Amikdash, there was no Derech Eretz. So you don't have the Yagiyash name, Meshkach Hasavim. Says Rameh Simcha, Pilpul Niflat, Rameh of a bunch of Chazals, classic Rameh Simcha, to try to make sense and to reconcile all these things. But it's coming from a place that in the Magam Amikdash, it was actually more vulnerable. Mechsaluza couldn't hear such a thing. He's not Shaykh. We'll have to be Madchik, all the different Gemaras, Ayn Sham, what he says to try to be Miyashah, what the Ariza really meant and, and what the Gemaras mean, etc., etc. But the bottom line is, the Mok- is it a place that was more protected or to the contrary it was a place that you were more vulnerable it would seem to be a little bit of a, a shayla being g'doy maybe a little more from the chesidisha spin versus more of the litvisha spin but the bottom line is in the Torah of Emei Simcha you need more shmir in the Beis HaMikdash it's a gather of Kedush and Pe'alef Sak for the Shasarigla. In the Torah of the Minchas Aluzer, there's no Averis, there's no Makkah for Hurim in the Makkah Mamikdash. Ay, Shemi Yiskarba Pirchekun. You have to know. You have to know what it means, Shemi Yiskarba Pirchekun.